Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life podcast. My name is Lisa, I am your host, and in today's episode I'm going to talk about meal timing and frequency and how important this topic really is. Before we get into the episode though, if you are new to the show, welcome, and if you enjoy it, please do me a favor, subscribe, share it on your social media, it is the best way to help me grow the show. If you are a returning listener, then of course, welcome back. So meal timing and frequency, why do I want to talk about this? Well, firstly, because I personally have experienced that if I am doing it in a quote-unquote wrong way, then I really can feel my energy plummeting over the course of the day. If I'm doing it right, then a lot of things just seem to flow so much more easily, so much yeah, better without resistance. I have more more mental clarity, etc. And of course, in terms of my training, I feel like everything is optimized. My recovery is optimized, etc. So I do think that this is a very important topic to address. Um, nonetheless, it is also one where we really, really, really like with most things nutrition, but even more so here, have to look at it from an individual perspective, because. Truly, everybody, everybody's body is going to be completely different here. Nonetheless, there is absolutely nothing wrong. On the contrary, I encourage people to try different things because just because you're used to something right now and it might be uncomfortable to change to something else at first doesn't mean that what you're doing is potentially the most optimal thing for you. So again, why do we want to focus on meal the correct meal timing and frequency in order to optimize training and recovery so that we're not really wasting our time spending time in the gym and actually not getting the most um, amount of amount of gains or benefit from it we want to make sure that we are helping and not hurting our hormonal profiles which also um, plays a big role with meal timing and frequency and of course we want to make sure that we're optimizing our blood sugar levels our energy levels throughout the day so that we are reducing cravings we're feeling more satiated we're able to perform highly um, not just in the gym but also in our jobs as uh, parts of our families etc so again a lot will depend on your personal preference but also whether you are male or female, um, a lot of studies used to be done or have been done on primarily on men with men. And therefore, it's really not to say that this also applies to women. On the contrary, especially when it comes to intermittent fasting, and we're going to get into that in a little, little moment, a little while, um, it really can also have a negative effect for women and so that we need to be cautious here uh, and then of course it depends on your lifestyle practicality if I tell you you need to eat six meals a day but you're super super busy on the go that's just not going to work that well for you on the uh, contrary or also if I tell you you need to have a 1000 calorie huge breakfast that you're cooking up yourselves every single day um, even though in the morning you're A not hungry, be super rushed, and you don't have time to cook, that's not going to work either. What I want to state right away is that probably fasting throughout the night, 
for 10 to 12 hours is likely beneficial for pretty much everybody. So whether we get into the intermittent fasting thing or not, or whether you give that a try or not, taking giving your gut a break throughout the night is beneficial for your quality of sleep but also for gut health so you know that might be finishing your last meal at 8 p.m and having your breakfast at 8 a.m for instance now if you want to or if you should extend that or not really really depends on you and how you feel with it so overall I want to be clear that when it comes to weight loss or weight gain, total daily calories are always what matters the most. So if it helps you to shorten that calorie window or that window in which you allow yourself to eat um, in order to stay within your calorie limit, then maybe intermittent fasting is for you. However, if you wake up and you're really hungry, then from a weight loss or weight gain perspective as long as you are within your calories there should not be a reason to forcefully extend that fasting window and also if you are um, training in the morning and then you just because you think you need to adhere to intermittent fasting um, you still wait for another four hours after your training before you eat something you're probably not going to do yourself a favor. Last week in our research uh, and connection group in The Rise, we actually, or a couple of weeks ago, we looked at a study that did look into fasting and whether that would affect our training or strength gains. And the answer was no, but only if protein throughout the day is equated and if training occurs in a fed state so meaning you've had a meal before your training and you have a meal at some stage after your training now there might not uh, there probably especially if you had a large dinner there probably isn't too much um, of an interference if you train on an empty stomach unless you feel like it's impacting your energy and you're um, you're super hungry and throughout your training session you can feel like you're declining then maybe yes but otherwise it should be okay you know for you to train at maybe 9 a.m and then have your first meal afterwards um, in saying that it is important that those glyco glycogen storages and um, so where we store our carbs essentially which are incredibly incredibly important for our workouts that they are full when we start our workout so especially if it's strength training so if you've had a decent dinner the night before that included some carbs you should be fine in the morning and again assess for yourself like how hungry you are but don't start your training in a really hungry state and more importantly see that you can eat something within an hour or so after your workout and um, it could potentially be beneficial to have some essential amino acids prior or during your training if you are training in a fasted state, especially if you are struggling with your protein anyway, or um, if you are plant-based and you really just want to make sure you're covering all your essential amino acids. Uh, but aside from that, again, like I said, many people like working out in a fasted state. I, for example, I do uh, really enjoy working in a fa fasted state. However, I work out at 6 a.m. I know if I tried to work out at 10 a.m. on an empty stomach, I would not be able to perform as well. That is just from my daily rhythm and everything else. Um, 
in regards to that, to what I said about eating within an hour or two after training, uh, it really is not about that window of gains, which it used to be called. And I've mentioned that in a podcast before. It's really more in order to blunt our cortisol because cortisol and insulin are always inverse. So whenever we eat anything, we blunt our cortisol, our stress response. And essentially, that's what it comes down to. After our workout, we want to bring our body back into a parasympathetic zone, to a relaxed state as quickly as possible. Of course, we can do so through through breath work, through a little bit of stretching or meditation, simply um, making sure we're, we're easing into the day as opposed to going from our training to one thing after another, after another, after another. But yes, food can also help with that a lot, also in terms of restoring our glycogen storages faster, etc. So it really doesn't have to be within you know 30 minutes. Otherwise, you're not going to maximize the output of your training. No, but um, if you know you're not going to have anything to eat anytime soon after your training, it might be beneficial to have just a protein shake and a banana, and then two hours later or so having your actual meal. Um, or, of course, just having your actual meal like an hour or so after training is absolutely fine too. This meal ideally should include mostly carbs and protein and should be lower in fats, just like the pre-workout meal as well if you have one. Because fats and also high fiber slows down our digestion and, of course, post-workout, we actually want our body to absorb the food rather quickly. So we don't want this to be the meal highest in fat or highest in fiber. Something like chicken and rice and spinach is a beautiful post-workout meal. Pre-workout could be um, instant oats with protein powder and um, some banana, for instance, or of course, even if it's just if it's just a snack and you're going, let's say after work, you had a you had a big lunch during work and then you might have a protein bar at like four o'clock and then you're training at five o'clock. That would be perfect as well. And your dinner at 7.30 or something like that p.m., that could work out really, really, really well. So again, around our workouts, we want to keep fats and fiber reasonably low so that our body can actually utilize that energy rather quickly. Now, whether you need anything during your workout, it depends on the duration. I'm going to say 95% of people probably do not need any intra-workout carbs unless they train purely for performance and they train for maybe like two hours um, and they are trying to gain weight, then, you know, that can be really helpful. Something like um, uh, highly branched cyclic dextrin or a glu gl any kind of, you know, glucose, whatever might be a little bit cheaper as well. Um, but generally speaking, I would also just say like drink according to thirst. Don't force yourself to drink during the workout. Uh, you really shouldn't need any BCAAs or EAAs unless, as I said, you're training on an empty stomach. It could be potentially a little bit advantageous. But many people also like to zip on something that has a little bit of flavor during their workout as opposed to um, just water. So that could be a way to get yourself to drink just a little bit more if you generally struggle with water. Um, but yeah, overall, also, not just around our workouts, what we eat matters or how our meals are comprised of matters, and but throughout the day as well. So 
Again, like I said, fats slow down digestion. So actually, for most people, unless it's your post-workout meal, in your lunch, you may want to have higher fats and fewer easily digestible carbs. So that could be salad or roast vegetables with salmon, for instance, um, as opposed to having white rice or just white bread or um, even the oats, etc. in your lunch and then having a bit more of an energy spike and then falling down steeply and um, especially dipping into that afternoon low. A little bit of an afternoon low is absolutely natural just from our natural cortisol curve. Um, but we really don't want to get to a stage where every single day after your, your lunch, you feel like you need to take a nap. Not saying that there is anything wrong with naps, but most people don't have the luxury of being able to take a nap every single day. So we want to avoid that in the afternoon just to get you through. You're reaching for two cups of coffee and that sugar spike from a muffin or so, and instead that it's it's a lot more of a balanced energy curve. So let me just run you through um, a couple of scenarios. So let's say you work out in the morning, again, perhaps on an empty stomach, you might be training, and then you might have your oats with protein powder afterwards, um, then your higher fat, lower simple carb or no simple carbs and more complex carbs, lunch with lots of veggies and maybe something like salmon or boiled eggs or um, some beef of some sort. And then maybe three hours later, you have your afternoon snack, which could be either low-fat Greek yogurt with some banana or um, uh or, or simply a protein bar, something like that, to tie you through the afternoon instead of reaching for that sugary thing. And then at 6 o'clock, you might have your dinner, and maybe after your dinner, you might want to have um, a casein pudding to help you go to, to help with muscle protein synthesis throughout the night, for instance. Um, and I'll go more into the dinner in a, in a little while also. But the other scenario, of course, could be that you're wanting to train in the afternoon so in that case maybe starting still starting your day of course with protein but perhaps more of a little bit of a fattier um, protein so that could be some scrambled eggs with smoked salmon here in the morning and less carbs with just with vegetables or protein bread and then your lunch perhaps similarly could be salad with chicken um, it doesn't have to be as heavy as in the other scenario, perhaps. And then in the afternoon, you want your protein and simple carb to give you energy for your training. So maybe a protein shake and a banana, and then you head to your training, and then you come home, have your dinner, something like rice and and chicken, or maybe not chicken, but fish, um, and your, your broccoli, for instance. So in your dinner, though, no matter whether... Uh, you were training in the afternoon or not, many people often benefit from having carbs in their dinner because it helps them relax, it helps them with sleep, and many people also prefer to make their nighttime meal their biggest meal. And there's actually absolutely nothing wrong with that. On the contrary, for adherence purposes, I actually think that that works out really well because if we think about it, that tends to be the time where we're usually most social, where we usually 
eat eat out when we um you know want to meet up with friends or so um and just in general where our body also is most receptive to simply calming down and and wants to digest if you are in a sympathetic and a switched on in a stressed state and you have a large meal that's not a good idea your body is not ready to like fully process everything especially things that are more difficult to digest so again nothing wrong with making your dinner or your nighttime meals your biggest meals as long as it doesn't interfere with sleep or as long as it doesn't mean that you are just hoarding your calories um, and then having crappy food at night. So in terms of interfering with sleep, that usually means not eating anything for about an hour or two before bedtime um, so that your body's not super, super busy still with digesting. And um, I guess when it comes to the hoarding calories for night, again, there there is a big mental difference between hoarding calories for that evening meal because you're constantly afraid you're going to run out or constantly thinking um, like over restricting yourself during the day and super super hungry which could potentially lead you to constant small snacking but never allowing yourself to have an actual meal which is also not good for blood sugar levels primarily, but also for cravings. So we do want to make sure that we are having somewhat balanced meals. But let's just say if you save um, like a third of your total calories of the day or maybe even up to a maximum of half of your total daily calories for your, you know, let's say from 5 p.m. onwards, that is absolutely fine in most cases again unless you can feel like you're doing it out of fear perhaps out of why am I over restricting earlier in the day is that maybe because I'm so used to dieting from the past is it because I am constantly on too low calories and I should really do a reverse diet and approach this in a more balanced way would I perhaps not be as ravenous at night if I had more balanced meal throughout the days. So assess yourself there and do not be afraid to to play around with that and just see like, okay, if I actually have a decent lunch as opposed to just like a little bit of a cracker there and a little bit of a, of cottage cheese here and then maybe half a protein bar in the afternoon and constantly something, chewing gum, drinking tons of diet sodas, etc., just so that you feel somewhat full, that really is not an ideal sign. It should mean, it likely means that you need to increase or should increase the meal size and make it an actual meal, not just snacks, and also including a little bit more healthy fats potentially um, to really keep you satiated. So again, nothing wrong with backloading the day. It will probably help with sleep, especially if you incorporate some nice simple carbs into your evening, such as rice, potatoes, can even be a wrap or, um, you know, some whatever you fancy at night. But um, overall, just be cautious that it's not coming from a place of fear. Um, I do want to bring it back to the beginning where I said that total daily calories and macros are always most important. However, as you can see on my last example, when it comes to the hoarding, when it comes to these unhealthy habits that um, perhaps 
emerge out of that hoarding in the sense of during the day really um, adapting some not so beneficial habits with chewing a full packet of gum when drinking two liters of diet soda and constant snacking um, then you can see how meal size and meal timing does play a big role and as totally daily total daily macros are also the second most important thing people should be overthinking their meal frequency and size when it comes to hitting their protein i have found that that is really um, often the cause to add another meal or snack for people because they just with just two or three meals they really struggle to get to let's say 130 grams of protein or so so that's when we do want to consider okay generally you have a pretty big gap between your lunch and your dinner here anyway and you are reporting that you're really kind of dragging yourself to your training so why don't we make the most out of it and i know you actually you kind of used to just having two or three meals but still we could also increase the size of protein in your lunch instead if you prefer but it could also be beneficial to add that afternoon snack in here so <clears throat> Don't be afraid to play around, like I was saying. Um, and overall, we want to optimize that energy curve. We want to play with our natural body. Some people are going to wake up and be really hungry. Some people, people they are not so hungry. And it's absolutely fine and actually encouraged to lean into whatever comes natural to you, as long as that doesn't mean that you're on the flip side feeling like you can eat anything inside at night and you eat up to the last minute before you go to bed and that's the only reason why you're not actually that hungry in the morning or the other way around you know you're starving in the morning thinking maybe think about why you're quite that hungry okay if you're in a weight loss phase that's a different thing that is absolutely normal we do want to be hungry you know leading up to our meals um, generally speaking, even in a maintenance phase, but it shouldn't be like a constant hunger, never feeling satiated. You should feel like you can still perform your job, your tasks, mental tasks, especially very well in the afternoon without needing your caffeine or a sugary snack. So individualize and don't be afraid to try. I hope this was somewhat helpful. If you have any questions about meal timing or frequency, uh, then please don't hesitate to reach out. I hope I was able to bring across that total daily calories and macros are the most important thing when it comes to weight loss or gain. However, um, we can really, really optimize our energy levels, our hormones, our blood sugar levels, and training performance and recovery by doing what works best for our body when it comes to meal frequency and timing. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.